Still feeling laughter. Earlier, I felt like I was going to slap you, but things have changed, and I'm I'm feeling generally well. How are you feeling? As soon as you say me getting slapped, I just get filled with laughter. It's just funny to me. <laughs> but we're gonna keep on laughing. Right? Uh, <laughs> sometimes you gotta laugh when ain't nothing too funny. <laughs> you didn't like that? No, but it's all good. Thank you all for tuning into another episode of Soul Affirmation with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia, and most importantly, you, the listener on the Black Love Podcast Network. Yeah. Earlier, when I said I felt like slapping you, it was because I was being challenged. Mm-hmm. And I'm not necessarily feeling the challenge right now, but I think it's important to affirm when challenged, right? Well, I think that the only reason why we affirm when challenged is because that's when you really need to have the knowings. Nobody's really looking for affirmations when life is just going. Uh, according to plan and everything is going good like at that point you are the walking affirmation right you are living your best life whatever your affirmation is I think that it is also important to learn how to affirm um, the desirable spaces in life but for me it has it has been much more valuable to learn how to affirm in spaces where I'm experiencing challenge so that I can commit to my knowing the habits of mine that help me reframe yes yes I agree and in recounting what potty training has been for us, I have an affirmation that I've selected that is going to guide us today. Talk. And it's from your book, Soul Affirmations, a toolkit for reflection and manifesting the light within on page 50. And it reads, I can grow from difficult experiences. Challenges reveal new layers of my gifting. Mm-hmm. I celebrate my breakthroughs and acknowledge my growth areas. Fee, can you read that for us one more time? Yes, I can grow from difficult experiences. Uh-huh. Challenges reveal new layers of my gifting. I celebrate my breakthroughs and acknowledge my growth areas. Challenges reveal new layers of my gifting. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think another important part of it is celebrating the breakthroughs and acknowledging growth areas. And I love when I can get to that point. I'm, I'm not there in the moment right away. It takes me time. But when I have time to reflect... I celebrate that breakthrough and opportunity for growth and learning. I dig that. Now, what what I'm curious about, though, you talked about uh, in like how you're examining the potty training experience. You started with a challenge, right? So you could tell me more about the challenge because I don't know if any of the listeners out there are familiar, but there's supposed to be this really groundbreaking potty training method. That Felicia introduced to this family. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to call it all the things you called it when you brought it in. But look, Felicia brought this book into the house that was a guide for us for potty training. Now, I didn't just happen to find this book, though. I didn't ask how you found it. I said you brought it. I said I found it. Right. You brought it into that. But it was three days was the method. And I'll just say this. Felicia's mother didn't care what any book said. Okay. No. She knew what she was going to do because she has done this before. Yeah. 36 years ago. No, no, no. I'm sorry. 34 years ago. And my favorite part about this (laughs) 
is that it went neither the way Felicia thought it was or the way her mother thought it was. Okay, that's my favorite part of this. You 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 can have the rest of the episode as long as that's on record. Nah, it didn't man. go the way Felicia or her mama thought. So you just imagine. Okay, so yes, there is a book. This book was recommended to me. I've heard great things about this book from friends. I've seen it work. I've actually seen it, witnessed it myself. And then I had one friend who I shared that I'm going to start using this book with Kamali. I just had to pick the days to do it. And they said, good luck. And these were the only friends that said this. Dashima and Izzy. And I was like, what? Like, I've, I've heard nothing but great things about this process. But it's a three-day potty method. And the idea of this method is that the child, they help in the process of being potty trained by picking out their brand new underwear. They throw away their diapers. It's a conversation that's happening beforehand that leads into three days of staying home with no TV, having all of your needs like in the house so that you can only primarily focus on pottying. Always be pottying is what it says. And the first day is you introduce a reward system to the child after they have an accident, right? Because they're not wearing the diapers anymore. And that's the only time you give them a reward for not peeing in the pot. Anytime after that, whenever they pee in that potty, you give them the incentive, right? So we got Kamali all set up. We're ready to go. This should be a breeze, right? This child craves independence. Big time. Big time. She wants to do everything by herself. I know my girl has got it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Except for the fact that when she had her first accident, I caught her mid pee and I ran her to the toilet and she stopped. She stopped peeing once we got to the toilet. Okay, cool. The book says that. Wait a couple of minutes. She's going to have to go. That's what it says. Mm -hmm. couple of minutes go by she's not going oh no she's holding this thing in and then it's like you just leave her alone for a second and then she lets out a little bit more and I try to run her to the potty again and I'm just not getting it I keep missing my opportunity to get her in the pot this is the very first day and I'll never forget what it said on the first day the child that pees up to eight times on the first day is gonna get this potty training method like by day three versus the child that pees in the potty only three times the first day. Now, what happens with the child that didn't pee in the potty at all the first day, which is my child? Because that, that wasn't listed, right? The <laughs> child that doesn't pee in the potty at all the first day, that wasn't even listed. And that is where Kamali performed on her first day. So there is a little passage in this book that talks about the stubborn child, right? And this stubborn child is a child that may not potty train or be like fully acclimated to this system until the 10th day. And I was just thinking like, there's no way we can stay in this house 10 days straight and do this. But I'm seeing like, based on this description in this book, I'm the one with the stubborn child. This is how I take on this information. Now, I've had days and days and days to reflect upon this. But in that moment, I was big, big, big challenged, okay? Because the type of learner that I am, I'm a book learner. I know how to read things. I know how to like follow directions. And when things are not adding up to that, oh no, conflict on the inside, not feeling it, this ain't it. it it's a no. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I want to say that today I have more information than I had when we started the process. More information about myself, more information about Kamali, more Absolutely. information about you. Yeah. Okay. But part of this thing that I also want to name is like, you're a book learner. I'm a critical, like you got to show me. And then, and then we got to like, we got to stir it up and, and then pour it out. That's how I learn. Mm-hmm. I need to see what it's made of for me to believe it. Mm-hmm. Because in my head, I'm going through my own series of experiences, checklists, what confirms this to be true or not true. Yeah. Right. That's my learning style. Yeah. And I think by some metrics, I could be perceived as, stu- as stubborn in how I learn. For sure. Okay. And that's just in my learning. Felicia will identify herself as stubborn, period. When Kamali is presenting to us her most stubborn behavior, Felicia says, that's me. Okay. So like, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that it leaves us positioned to experience a double stubbornness. okay and i also want to name that when you're reading literature with a backed methodology or a credible author once that person described the child as stubborn you are now casting the stubbornness onto your child right so your child is not necessarily about if they're gifted uh, if they're exceptional right now this descriptor is for stubborn Mm. so as soon as you see your child as stubborn and you make that agreement inside yourself. Well, now you are fundamentally a different respondent to that child. Mm-hmm. You're not responding the same mm-hmm. because we don't respond the same way we do to stubborn children. The way we do to respond to children who we think we are like giving us responses we want. Mm-hmm. Right. That's mm-hmm. a totally different child. And I know it because I've been a dean all these years. Right. And the kids who are stubborn are not getting the same level of treatment as the kids who are easy to get along. The yes. kids who are doing the lesson just the way you want them to go when you're practicing your lesson, that kid that like models the lesson just the way you hoped it would go, that'd be your favorite student in that moment, okay? <laughs> because they are learning, okay? <laughs> but it doesn't mean the student who presents as stubborn isn't also learning. You just haven't had the breakthrough in what you want to see yet. So in this process, maybe, so this was the first day I described, right? Mm-hmm. Never quite got the pee in the potty. What we did get, however, is that Kamali would tell us when she was peeing. This was mm-hmm. before her nap time. Mm-hmm. So when it was actually happening, she's saying, I pee peed. But it was too late most times, right? When that happened. Absolutely. And when I laid her down for a nap, I put on her sleeping underwear. And when she woke up, I took off her sleeping underwear. She did not like that. And after that, it was a wrap. She was not adhering to any of our requests and she understood what I was asking her. That was my favorite That's part. That's what got me. It was her understanding of what it was that I wanted, right? Now I'm gonna take a second to acknowledge that I created this pressure for myself. I can say this now, but it took me a few days to figure this out. The truth of the matter is I was trying to get this process going because I had pressure from my mom and I seriously, and I know that she was capable and I was like, okay, let's just, let's knock this out. And if we can do this in this amount of days, we can hand her over to mom who she says she got it to really secure this potty training in the bag. And it did not go like that. The second day, you remember the second day, all day trying to get her to do this, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to get a win as I call it, because after a while I'm kind of feeling like, yo, I'm just trying to make a shot. Like, and I can't even make a single like she's the queen shot. we're the sorry people <laughs> just trying to get the shot in 
And do you remember that we caught her? I knew that a poo was coming by the way that it smelled. And I'm like, all right, this thing is on the way. I'm about to be watching her. And she tried to act like she wasn't about to do it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, had her eyebrows raised, talking to me like mid conversation. Like, and then it's dropping. So I'm like, oh, no. OK, let's rush her to the potty. Drops one there right before the toilet. And then we make it to the toilet and it goes in. And I'm like, yes, you did it. And I'm celebrating her. And I'm so excited. Like, I finally got one. And do you know what she did? She rejected every bit she of it, y'all. She was hot. No. She was like, no. Hit me like not happy about it at all. It could not believe that I was even celebrating her. And here I am again, confused. Yeah, what, what's completely, this presentation? Completely confused. I did not expect this. And I don't even remember the third day, like how this went. All I know is that I was not successful in getting her on this potty before we dropped her off at my mom's. Cool. Mm-hmm. We, we take her to mom's. Mom has her for four days. And mom was not able to get her into this potty as well. No, beyond that, I, not being able to get her in the potty, I like accelerating there. My favorite are the calls. Okay. We were getting calls <laughs> about Kamali not doing it. Right. And this was not what grandma said was going to happen. Grandma said, I got this, no, right? She, I she know what I'm doing. She, she knew, yeah. I she got laughed this. at me for getting the book. Oh, yeah. You need a book for this? This is it. You need yeah. a book to oh, tell no, you how to do this? Absolutely. Her and her girlfriends laughing. Good together. laughing. Kiki. So what she thought was, okay, I'm going to finish this off and get this. Then she learned that it was not Kamali's inability to be potty trained. It was Kamali's non-desire. She actually knew exactly what everybody wanted. And she did not want to perform to that standard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I say this now. It's crazy to ask a two-year-old to enter a lifelong contract. <laughs> no, no, really. It's about to be the change of their life for the rest of their life, right? And the expectation for them to do it now, of course, it leverages independence and, you know, not feeling soiled. But, I mean, if we all just can be honest, I, I don't remember what it's like, but... Can you imagine not having to stop any of your favorite tasks just to use the bathroom? <laughs> because her previous life was whatever I am currently doing that I really enjoy. I'm going to continue to do what I really enjoy while using the bathroom. And when I'm ready, someone will change me. That doesn't seem like a bad contract to a kid, right? <laughs> it's all they have ever known. So the independence is fun to think about, but it is a big change. It is. And each child responds different to how we celebrate or reward. I know me personally, I still don't like loud TV. I cannot stand loud TV. I don't like loud TV. Why is the TV so loud? That has been me since I was a child. But when you think about it like this, it's like, even today, if I was in the bathroom, I wouldn't want anybody cheering because I use the bathroom, right? Like, I don't care what my status of health is, even if I'm in the doctor. I don't want you cheering. If I if I ha- if I wasn't able to use the bathroom and I now I'm able to use the bathroom, I want you to say that's good. Cheering in response to me using the bathroom doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Okay, it's noise, and I don't want noise while I'm using the bathroom. But we are trying to reward a child, create new behaviors, right? Yeah. And we're not sure what works off the start. No. And there's been, and the more we talked about it, there've been several parents whose children felt the same way. Mm. I don't want the noise. I don't want the celebration right here. Mm-hmm. Not until I recognize what the celebration is for. And even if so, 
I want to lead this celebration. Mm-hmm. The celebrations work different when the children get to lead it, when they're proud of themselves. Yeah. Versus when the adults are creating the standard of what they're proud of. Mm-hmm. Because the Kamali that we get to experience today, who gets to say that she successfully used the pot, she's leading that celebration. Yeah. And we're following along. Mm-hmm. Right. But I also want to note, though, you see how we get to reflect about the potty process? I think the reflection only comes at some dawning of a new day. Right. Absolutely. When you in it, you can't reflect. I can't. And I could not if I'm being completely honest. And I, I had a conversation with your mom because Kamali went to your mom's on the last day. But before her going to your mom's, I called mom and I was telling her step by step everything that happened. Hopes that she could tell me what to do. Right. Because mom has raised eight children and she's got 19 grandchildren like and she is active. So, mom, what do we do? And do you know what she said to me, Riga? I wrote it down in my journal. Do tell. She'll get it. She'll get it, baby. She'll get it, baby. In her time. That's what she said to me. And when she said it, I was just like, yeah, this is not the advice that I was hoping for. Uh, (laughs) This is like, she'll get it. Like, well, I suppose she'll get it, but like, how will she get it? You know? But I love that because I can tell like mom understood something differently than I did. Mm-hmm. And, and it was the truth of the matter is that she will understand this. And when she's ready, she'll do it, you know? Yeah. And it took me several days after the win. <laughs> Probably somewhere around like, right. This is the three day potty method. I think Felicia first got reflective somewhere around like day eight or nine. Yeah, it was definitely like day eight. But I remember that day. I remember the day that she finally peed in the potty. But what's funny is when she was at your mom's, mom said to us that Kamali used the potty on her own. There was a period of time at the house where she couldn't find Kamali and she's looking for her and she's calling her name. And Kamali says, I'm in here. She was in the bathroom and mom walks in the bathroom. This is mom's story, right? And Kamali says, I did it. And mom looks in the t- in the potty and it was mm-hmm. it was peeing there. So we were when she shared that with us, we were like, ain't no way she really did it like by herself, like without even a potty seat. She got on the big potty and just went by herself. Like, ain't no way. Right. But the next day we bring her back home. Mm-hmm. And just as mom described like her enthusiasm, her inflection and how she did it, how she said she did it. That's what Kamali said to us when she did. Do you remember that? I absolutely remember that. And I remember the inflection being the key descriptor. Yes. It wasn't just I did it. It was the way the I did it sound coming from Kamali. Yeah. With her facial right. expression and everything. And I want to make a quick second to acknowledge that when we heard from my mom that Kamali used the pot at her house, although it because it was her using the big pot by herself and all those other things. Like nobody was. <laughs> but I want also go on the record that Felicia and I were like, nah, she didn't use it. She she set you up with the oh one two like I did it type yeah. of thing. And then, because Kamali has done that to us where she hasn't right, but she like says she has. Yeah. And then Rule was there, so, so we like, had okay. a potty trained toddler toddler that was already there. I'm so like, we okay. like, he oh, must have just did it. Yeah, there was already there was already we made every excuse. There <laughs> we, was already pee in the toilet, right? We made it make sense to us, right? Because it just didn't make sense to us. But let me say this. That is also what I've seen happen in schools. Mm. Right. It's just there's just no way they did that. Yeah. 
right? It's the same thing that happens at academic institutions when somebody gets achieved, uh, accused of cheating or plagiarism because they achieved a marking or a result that you couldn't get them to achieve, mm. right? And if they do it without you there, it's like, no, that didn't happen. Except for Kamali did it the exact way my mother said she did. Yeah. The exact way. And I also think that one of the lessons that like comes from my learning with what my mother shared and what we experienced is that when we remove somebody else's expectation from our children or for any young person, yeah. they are capable of accomplishing anything. Yeah. We just have to remove somebody else's expectations from them. Yeah. That is how much of a difference does it make for a child to learn to read at three versus four and a half hmm. like in the in the in the long scheme of how long you have to be reading for the rest of your life does it matter how early or how quickly they got the concept hmm. or does it matter their endurance to continue life is more about the endurance than how quickly you get something yeah. right who we are as learners is way more about our endurance than how quickly we get something hmm. and setting children up for the expectations to learn things quickly, I think is just a it's a it's a false representation of the learning process. Well, what I, I am reflecting on now is before we experience for ourselves that moment where Kamali said I did it with the inflection, the eyes and everything, you and I had a moment and I'd actually started to reflect on my own experiences and like how I was being challenged in these days. And I remember I went upstairs, I came back down and I was like, all right, Rita, we just need to adapt to whatever it is that she needs. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's funny because here I am, like, I'm trying to get her to learn how to do this, but there needs to be a learning that happens within me first. And I love how they happen simultaneously. The same way that she was resisting this opportunity to learn to potty train, I too was resisting like what was coming for me to learn in, the, in these moments as her parent. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've, I mean, I, I gathered several things and I was able to reflect on it later, but I love that I had to have a learning first and then she learned how to do it. That was the first thing. So we, we experienced something together and I did have to remove those expectations that I bought for myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I actually paid money for. Yeah, paid money for expectations. <laughs> And when I was able to look at Kamali more as like, and look at these experiences of potty training as not like a win or a loss or a success or a failure, but that every moment was a learning opportunity for her, as long as we remain consistent. When I understood that, that's when things started to unfold for me. And I even remember like, I was so happy when she finally like did it in the pot, right? Because right before she had did it in the pot, she did it on the floor and I was livid. Mm -hmm. And and I was livid because I'm like, hey, like I know that you understand me. Like, can you just honor what I'm asking you? Mm -hmm. like, I don't know how to, else to get you to do this. And like I said, shortly after that, she she actually peed in the potty and she did it a few more times that day. And then she had a moment where she went into her little kitchen, the soggy cracker mm -hmm. and peed in her refrigerator. And I was mad again, right? Mm -hmm. Like I did not like that she did that after mm -hmm. we had spent all this time, here you go, you're doing it. And then I went over to the kitchen and I'm I'm doing my own dishes. And I, I realized like my mood had changed like 
hella fast, right? From celebrating her to because she had an accident in her refrigerator, like at the soggy cracker, at the soggy cracker kitchen. That, like, I, I was just, I, I realized, like, yo, I, I changed everything. Like, I was upset, and I started to feel like I was treating her differently because of that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I was willing to even almost try and like discipline her for not but, but doing what I, I wanted her to do. To me, the most powerful part is the reflection, though, Fee. The fact that you got a chance to reflect about it, right? Like even this reflection counts. Yeah. But I'm I'm also aware that I told Fee that in the learning process, it's because it's all learning. It's not about success or failure. I don't want to condition Kamali to think that I'm only proud of her when she does what I'm asking. And not when she makes a mistake while learning. I want to be as proud of you for making a mistake while learning yes. as I am yes. of you when you do the desired outcome. Yeah. Right. Because I want you to be safe to learn, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. just have to achieve. And I'm sorry, Rika, I'm taking a moment to look at my notes because, like I said, I did finally reflect on this a few days later. And one of the things that I gathered right was that like, I'm going to be challenged. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to be challenged in this process as her parent. And this is not the only time in my parenthood journey with Kamali that I am going to be challenged. Oh, hell no. But challenges are not just I, I wrote it down like. Challenges are also beautiful. OK, mm-hmm. and they're beautiful because it is the pronunciation of challenges endured and not defeated. That's so important to, for me to remember and understand, like. The challenges, challenges endured and not defeated. defeated. Come on, and they son. don't last. They actually don't last. Right. With practice, with repetition, with leaning into these things, they become easier and they no longer become a challenge. And, and you'll have other challenges. But the important thing that I have to remember is that they don't last. What is going to last for me is my endurance. Come on. That's Come what's going to last for me. And that was one of the things that I found. Again, I was just being aware of like my attitude and um, my frustration when she did something that I didn't want her to do after she had done it. I had to remember even something about myself in that moment, which is I have never like historically from from what I can remember. I have never like just done something new and excelled at it like right away or jumped into something and just just been just incredibly good at it. Mm-hmm. So a two-year-old, like you said, like or even wanting to be good at it. Yeah. You, yeah. You have to be bought into the process before you even want to be good. You know what I'm Otherwise, saying? Otherwise you don't want to be involved. <laughs> so I can't, the nerve of me to think like that this child is just going to, she's just going to hop right into it and, and get it right away and ride and right away with it. As if this isn't new and novice to her, mm-hmm. right? Like each day really is like, it's, it's novice to us. But I think that, but consistent with what you're saying, Fee, the idea, the learning is what made you feel good, right? Mm-hmm. Her, her delivering on that was making you feel good because that's what it's all about. Potty training, the milestone. But I think when we like stretch that out and open that up some, it's not about the milestone of peeing in the pot. It's about who they're becoming while they're learning. Yeah. Right. And they need room to learn. Yes. And we all need room to learn. And parents need room to reflect on their learning and what their challenges are. We all deserve this room to learn. I think when the potty training process 
is more about the learning that's happening mm-hmm. and not the how quickly I got it done so I can tell the next parent because <laughs> it, it doesn't transfer for every child. Uh, and I know that because I have a lot of siblings and we don't all learn the same or do it all in the same time. And the ones who do it early does not necessitate their long-term success. Yep. The, the characteristics that are needed for long-term success are actually based more on how we respond when we don't succeed mm. versus how quickly we succeed. Yeah. So I want to be cultivating a learning environment and a home yeah. that allows us to be the best version of ourselves, even when things don't go as planned. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to read this little note that I made in my journal. And I noted like, this is a brand new experience for her. And in my experience with, with change, I don't always like it. So when things are new and unknown, I may be apprehensive and require a gentle guide and encouragement to believe that I can do it. And then I asked myself, how can I help her believe in her ability to do it? And I said, I don't quite have an answer yet, but I like that I am asking myself this question and taking this approach and being reflective of the day. And I wrote that like, what was it, like eight days after? I don't yet have the answer, but I'm glad I asked myself that question. Yes. And, (sighs) And that was like eight days after the experience, right? But even as I ask myself this question now, as I'm reading it out loud and I'm asking myself this question now, like, how can I how can I help her believe in her ability to do it? God damn it. I got to believe in her ability to do it. And that's one thing that I've learned on this journey. And this, it's literally what your mom said. She'll get it right. In her time. She, mom believed that she would get it. She knew that she would get it because she would get it. And now I understand through this process that Kamali is going to learn. And that challenges are a part of the learning process. Like they, it's it's literally what they reveal new layers of your gifting. Dif- you can grow from difficult experiences. And so now I feel like like I feel like Kamali is literally unstoppable after learning how to do this. Oh. Do you understand what I'm saying? I feel like Kamali was always unstoppable. <laughs> and you are coming to see that because she's the unstoppable Kamali. And she can't be stopped. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And most importantly, you, the listener on the Black Love Podcast Network. Thank you to our executive producers, Cody and Tommy Oliver. Thank you to our producer, Crystal Hill. And from our family to yours, may we love more abundantly. Be sure to like this, uh, rate it, review it, leave a comment, let us know. Did we earn five stars? Put five stars down. Subscribe. Share it to a friend. And in this process of learning... May we enjoy the process of learning and not just the celebration of the wins and how quickly they come. Mm. Peace out.